Chapter Two of Mystery of the Secret Band. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mystery of the Secret Band by Edith Lavelle. The Job. If Mrs. Gay did not like the idea of losing her daughter for two weeks, at least she kept the feeling to herself. She congratulated Mary Louise heartily on being chosen for a difficult piece of work. You're a lucky girl, cried Freckles, Mary Louise's young brother. Wish I was old enough to take the job. You couldn't take this one, son, his father reminded him, because it's a woman's job. A man would be out of place in a woman's hotel. But Mary Lou can go about unnoticed. People will think she's just a guest. Twenty-five bucks a week, repeated Freckles. What are you going to do with all that money, sis? I don't know. Wait and see if I earn it. But if I do, we'll all have something nice out of it. I wasn't asking for it, protested the boy. No, I know you weren't. But wait and we'll see. She turned to her mother. The Detweilers haven't heard a thing from Margaret, mother. Not since they received a box last Christmas from Philadelphia. But I promised to try to hunt her up for them. Oh, I feel sorry for them, exclaimed Mrs. Gay. I do hope that nothing has happened to Margaret. So do I. But anyhow, that will give me two jobs in Philadelphia. Yes, agreed her father. And you can give that as your reason for being in Philadelphia. To the other guests at the hotel, if you care to. That's an idea said mary louise and maybe this is the more important of the two i'm sure margaret detweiler is more precious to her grandparents than money and valuables to the women at that hotel though her mother accepted the situation calmly owing to her father's persuasion no doubt mary louise found her best friends less agreeable jane raised a howl of protest when she heard of the plan and max miller looked so crushed and unhappy that for a moment or two mary louise even considered the idea of giving the whole thing up i asked you two months ago to go to the senior dance during christmas week he said and you promised me faithfully mary lou i know max but i couldn't foresee anything like this coming up it spoils my whole vacation it spoils my whole senior year because this is the biggest affair we have in fact it spoils my whole life now, Max, be reasonable. We'd have only a few dances together. You're class president, don't forget. And you'll need to perform your social duties. And any other girl will do as your partner. No other girl will do at all, he protested stubbornly. I won't take anybody else. I'll go stag. I'd stay home entirely if I weren't president. Well, maybe I'll have the whole mystery solved in the week before Christmas and get home in time for the dance, remarked Mary Louise optimistically. More likely you'll stay a week over time, muttered the young man, or maybe take on the job for good and never come back to Riverside at all. Mary Louise laughed. You certainly can dish out gloom when you want to, Max. You don't suppose my parents would allow me to leave high school and take a regular job when I'm only sixteen, do you? I shan't be seventeen till next spring, you know. But Max refused to be consoled, and Jane Patterson upheld him in his attitude. It was ridiculous, foolhardy, dumb, silly, every adjective she could think of, to go to a strange city and be all alone during Christmas week, when you could be having a perfectly wonderful time in Riverside. 
you'll get to be a dried-up old maid by the time you're twenty-five she told her chum and what good will your career be to you then lots of good returned mary louise complacently if i'm going to be an old maid i'll certainly want a career but i don't see why a career should interfere with marriage i'll have plenty of time to have it first all the men will be married by that time i'll take a chance laughed mary louise nothing anybody said could stop her mary louise was more thrilled than she had ever been in her life and she meant to put her whole soul into this job not only for her own sake but for her father's as well in her two previous experiences personal inclination had made her unravel the mysteries but now she felt that her father's reputation was involved if he recommended someone who was incompetent a failure would reflect upon him oh she must succeed if it were humanly possible she left the party early that evening and went home to finish packing her suitcase immediately after breakfast the next morning she and her father took the train to philadelphia the snow had ceased falling but the country was still covered with white the sun shone and the landscape was lovely mary louise had never been to philadelphia before and she watched everything eagerly as she approached the terminal it was a big city in comparison with riverside or even harrisburg but not so big as new york which she had visited several times where's the hotel daddy she asked as they left the train and what is its name it's up near the parkway and it is called stoddard house because a wealthy woman by the name of stoddard left some money in her will to build it and help keep it up it is a very attractive place i wonder how many rooms it has said his daughter not so many as you might expect because i understand the whole first floor is planned for the girls social uses a card room several small rooms for the girls to entertain callers a library a larger reception room for dancing and the dining room are all part of the plan but you'll soon go all over the place and see for yourself mary louise's eyes sparkled it is going to be thrilling dad she said i hope you don't run into any danger he remarked a little apprehensively the philadelphia police will have your name on file i saw to that so the minute you call for help you can get it and don't hesitate to phone me long distance any time you need me i'll give you my list of addresses for the week don't stop for expense we can't consider money in cases like this mary louise nodded proudly never in her life had she been so happy she walked along beside her father with her head high and her eyes shining her only misgiving as they approached the hotel was caused by her extreme youth she hoped fervently that nobody would guess her age the hotel was an attractive place set back from the street by a small terrace its trim brick walls and white painted doorway and windows looked cosy and homelike what a nice place to live mary louise thought if you weren't lucky enough to have a home of your own how thankful she was that the place wasn't gloomy and tumble down like dark cedars where she had made her first investigations as an amateur detective nobody would be telling her that ghosts haunted the walls of stoddard house her father opened the door for her and she preceded him into the lobby it was rather small as lobbies go with only one counter desk one lounge and a couple of elevators which you worked yourself at the side but doors opened out from the lobby on all sides revealing glimpses of numerous attractive reception rooms beyond mr gay nodded to the girl at the desk and inquired for mrs hillard in a couple of minutes a stout middle-aged woman appeared and smiled pleasantly at him he introduced mary louise 
let's get back into my office where we can talk undisturbed suggested mrs hillard leading the way out of the door and along a hall to another smaller room now sit down and i'll tell you about our difficulties mr gay and his daughter made themselves comfortable and mary louise took out her notebook the same notebook which she had made so valuable on two previous occasions last september was the first time we ever had any trouble at all began mrs hillard we lost a couple set of silverware a dozen each of knives forks and spoons but as these were only plated the loss did not run into a great deal of money so we didn't make much fuss i suppose that one of the maids stole them a waitress who left the next day to be married but i must have been mistaken for more things disappeared after she left a very unusual vase we had in the library quite valuable too for it had belonged in the stoddard family that made it look as if the thief were a connoisseur the matron and i were watching the help carefully and we felt sure that none of them was responsible we hadn't many guests at the time there are only about a dozen who live here permanently and there happened to be only a couple of transients what are transients mrs hillard asked mary louise who was unfamiliar with the term they're the people who stop in for a day or two or even a week and don't stay permanently explained the other i should think they'd be the people who would be most likely to steal observed mary louise because they could get away with it more easily i thought so too at first but when things kept right on being stolen and the same transients never came back it began to look to me as if one of the permanent lodgers were responsible these two girls i have forgotten their names were here when the silverware and the vase disappeared but they were not here in october when our watches were taken how many watches asked mary louise four including my own and were there any transients here at that time just one a chorus girl named mary green she stayed a couple of days and then said her show was closing up the young detective wrote all these facts into her notebook and asked whether that was all not quite replied mrs hillard last friday miss violet granger had a valuable oil painting stolen from her room and a purse containing fifty dollars so you see the situation has become pretty serious two of our regular guests have moved away because of it and others have threatened to do so if anything else is stolen she looked doubtfully at mary louise i'm sure i don't know how you would go about an investigation like this she said but perhaps you do are you willing to try it of course i am cried the girl eagerly it's just the kind of thing i love i've put down everything you said mrs hillard and i'm all ready to go to work now i want to see the hotel and meet the guests as soon as possible i think mary louise had better keep secret the fact that she is spying on them put in mr gay just let them think that she is a young friend of yours mrs hillard visiting you for her christmas vacation as a matter of fact she wants to look up a young girl from riverside whose whereabouts have been lost by her relations but use your own discretion mrs hillard i will mr gay agreed the woman and i will take good care of mary louise for you she added that's right no late hours or being out alone at night mary lou don't forget that this is a big city and girls can easily get lost i'll be careful daddy she promised mr gay kissed his daughter good-bye and mary louise and mrs hillard took the elevator to the second floor there are ten rooms on each floor the manager explained the fourth floor belongs to the help and i have my own little three-room apartment at the back the third floor is reserved for our permanent guests we have thirteen of them now some two in a room some alone 
our second floor is principally for transients although sometimes guests prefer to live there permanently one woman named mrs mcgregor a wealthy widow likes her room and bath so much that she has decided to keep it indefinitely but most of the guests on the second floor come and go and now my dear here is your room i was going to take you into my own apartment at first but i decided that would be too far away from everybody here you can mix more with the other guests of course whenever you get lonely you can come up with me i have some nice books if you care to read in the evening and a radio and perhaps you brought your knitting i forgot all about that replied mary louise but of course i do knit and i can easily buy some wool and some needles mrs hillard opened the door of the room that was to be mary louise's and handed her the key now i'll leave you to rest and unpack she said perhaps you can come down early before dinner to meet some of the girls in the reception room the younger ones usually play the radio and dance a little before dinner i'll be there returned mary louise joyfully End of chapter two